Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? I don't deserve it. I am not deserving of any honor or praise, but he is because he's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come on, somebody. Now, y'all, it's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. We give you all the glory. Father, we thank you. Just, just give him a hallelujah. Just give him a hallelujah because he's worthy. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many know what hallelujah is? It's the highest praise. It's the highest praise that we can give him. And he's worthy of our highest praise. Now, I don't know about you if he's done a mediocre thing for you. I don't know if he's done a little bit for you. I don't know. But I know for me, I know what he's done for me. I know what he's, somebody needs to remember what he's done for you. Hallelujah. 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 Woo. Amen and amen. Wow. How many are glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Oh, it is good to be in the house of the Lord. You know, we're, we're privileged. We take it for granted that we get to come and congregate together and worship the King of glory. But in some nations, they're hiding underground. In some nations, in some nations, the persecution that they have to face, the chains that they're put in, the martyrs that they will be, whew, we take it for granted that we have this opportunity. How many are grateful to be able to come into the house of the Lord? Amen. 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 If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn with me to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, verse 16. Before I get started, how, how many saw that men's, how many saw that up there on the screen? The men's uh, sign up for the equip. I don't know if y'all noticed the date on that. I didn't, this wasn't planned for this, but it was 2-2-2. Two, two, two. And for those of you who don't know what that is, that's the key of David. And I believe that as men come to the house of the Lord to be equipped to be kingdom men. That is the key to this city. That is the key to the kingdom. Oh, I feel the anointing on that. I can go home right now. I don't know about y'all. I say that you heard, you heard Ryan say, how many men do I have in the house? And it seemed like some of us were unsure. We were like, we were like, yeah, yeah. Now, how many are sure that they're a man? Come on, somebody. Okay. I need y'all to go up on there and sign up because we're, we're, uh, there's going to be some shifting in this city, but it's going to happen through you because you're not, you're, you're a key. You're a key to this city. You're a key to this region. You're a key to the kingdom being expanded. And I need you to get equipped because I'm not, when we're not in this things by ourselves. It's, it's brothers linking arms and doing this thing together that's going to shift things. Come on, how many people are tired of seeing, uh, how many men are tired how many women, let me just say, be real, how many women are tired of see, carrying the load, the spiritual load of their household? I mean, really, we see this in America. How many people are tired of seeing that in America? Right? It's time to man up. 
It's time to man up. I'll stop there. That's my soapbox. I want you to go to Acts 16, verse 16. Because I believe that the Lord has given me an assignment tonight. This is not a, a poem. This is not a, a, a this is not a prophecy. This is not a, a sermon. This is not a sermonette. This is, this is not a homily. I believe this is a word from the Lord for this hour. And I believe that if it's for one person, then I've come to do my assignment. But I believe it's for more than one. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us. Who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, Here, catch it. Paul, greatly annoyed, and turned and said to the spirit, He didn't speak to the woman, hear me. Too often we demonize people. Too often we vilify people, but it's the devil that is doing all the tormenting. Amen. Greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. Bow your heads and pray for me as I pray for you. Father, right now I'm asking you under the unction and the anointing of the Holy Spirit that you would touch my lips with a coal from your altar. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would have me to deliver the word that you have deposited in my spirit. Father, I pray, God, that as the word come forth today in the hearing of everyone in this room, let it be made a deposit in their own heart, Father, and let it bear fruit, much fruit. Father, I pray that what is delivered today gives strength and knowledge to overcome the assignment of the enemy. I pray that as I deliver this word into the atmosphere of this city, let the tentacles and the coils fall and loosen, Father, of the enemy in Jesus' name. I pray, God, that every assignment that the enemy has tried, that Satan, the devil, has tried to, to influence in this city be brought to naught tonight, God, this very hour, this very hour, in Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. So, to be quite honest with you, this is not a, a sermon, this is a word. I believe that God has given me this because there are many in this room under the sound of my voice who have been experiencing uh, a spirit that I will begin to talk about tonight. Because uh, I believe part of my assignment in, in, in putting it into the atmosphere, that is the com that's the combat. How many know, how many know that's, the, what does the enemy want to do? He wants to stay hidden, right? The enemy likes to hide. Uh, he's deceptive. He wants to try to remain hidden. And in what we read in this text, uh, which we'll get to, I believe the enemy has been hiding. Uh, he's been hiding among the brethren. He's been hiding in church pews. He's been hiding in this region and in the sea. He's been hiding in America. And the the only way to defeat the enemy is to bring exposure. Come on, somebody. Uh, you want to you wanna get rid of the dark, then turn the light on, somebody, right? And we are the light of the world, right? We, we Come on. We are to be a light set upon a hill. Come on, somebody. And so I believe the this is a, a manual uh, of tactics in order for us to be able to defeat 
uh, the enemy who has been loosed in this earth and in this region for some time now. So I just want to give a little backstory or a little bit of a, a, an understanding of where they're at in this story because, it, you know, you hear Paul getting annoyed. Uh, you read a lot of us uh, saying to us, uh, and you want to kind of know what's going on in this story. And it's Paul and Silas and Luke, who it is believed that wrote this text, uh, were on a journey uh, and they were evangelizing uh, in that time, which is what is now Greece. And as they were evangelizing, uh, it says that they wanted to go to Galatia. They want, or when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, this is going back a little bit further, they were forbidden to preach the word or forbidden by the Holy Spirit to go to Asia. Uh, and, and so uh, we read that he was being, or they were being held back to going to where they wanted to go and being redirected by the Holy Ghost. And oftentimes when we're directed by the Holy Ghost, we think that all things are just going to be simple and smooth. Come on, somebody. How many have heard the preaching and teaching, uh, oh, you know, 10 ways to your blessing. It's all going to be gravy. All things are just going to come easy. Oh, yeah, it's just going to, you're just going to name it and, and claim it. You know, how, come on, blab it and grab it. You all have heard that, right? Come on. But, but this shows us the reality of the situation. The reality of the situation is, is that oftentimes when you are directed by the Holy Spirit to do something, you're going to be met with resistance, you're going to be met with uh, a, a conflict. You're going to be met with an adversary. Come on, somebody. I know that that's not fun preaching, but that's the truth, right? And it's the truth that will set us free. Come on, somebody. Amen. So we read this text, and they were forbidden to go to preach the, the word of God in Asia by the Holy Ghost, redirected, and now they're in Philippi, and they find themselves there, uh, and, and it's a it's, it's, it's a land full of idols. It's a land full of idol, idolatry and idol worship. Uh, Rome and Greece, they Greek gods, Zeus and all of this. And so they're, they're evangelizing in this city or they want to evangelize in this city. And they're going through, now let me also say this, that before they get the, the, to this place... They come across this woman named Lydia. How many remember the woman Lydia the, of the color purple who was saved and her whole household was baptized? So we see some breakthrough, but immediately as soon as breakthrough is had, there's some, there's some resistance that, that rears its head. Uh, and so I, just, I come to encourage some folk tonight because I believe there's some people in this room under the sound of my voice who have had some breakthrough. How many have had some breakthrough over the last 12 months in your life? How many since being planted here at Redemption to the Nations Cleveland have experienced some spiritual breakthrough, some financial breakthrough. Uh, how many have uh, relational breakthrough? But, but I, I'm telling you, some, some of us in this room that not only have we met with break or met breakthrough, but we're also now starting to experience some resistance. Is there anybody in the room that can attest to that? You've had some miracle signs and wonders happen, but all of a sudden now you're, what is this that I'm feeling? What is this thing that I'm experiencing that, that where is all that I've seen? I've had some breakthrough, but now I'm having some pushback. What is this pushback? Well, I'm here to explain some things to you because in order for us to be a king, how many watched Pastor Kevin last week, last Wednesday, talk about a kingdom church? In order to be a kingdom church, then we have to be equipped to expand his kingdom. And it's not just all lollipops and roses. Come on. So we read this text. We see that there's breakthrough. 
with Lydia and her whole family coming. And then the next thing you know, it says, now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination. Now, before I get into what the spirit of divination is, I want to talk about where they were headed. They were headed on their way to prayer. Now that somebody right, you need to take a note right there. They were on their way to prayer. Now, all of, you know, most people, what we've grown up with is when you're on your way to prayer, you know, you're doing the right thing. And so you're not going to be met with the wrong thing. But let me show you in the text that that's not always the case. That when you have prayer meetings, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to be met with the devil. Come on. I'm just going to, let's just be real. When you have prayer meetings, it's, it's funny. We think we're going to go into prayer meetings and the devil's going to stay quiet. What a fool we are to think this, that the devil's going to just let you have your prayer meeting. Do you understand what prayer does? Can, can, we, can, we, can, can we just talk about that for a minute? What does prayer do? Prayer implements kingdom authority in the earth. We were, what were we created to do? We were created to what? Multiply and occupy. We were created to occupy. We were created as kingdom ambassadors in this earth to implement kingdom structure. Because how many know that the kingdom structure was lost with Adam and Eve in the garden? Come on, somebody. And so when we get to praying, we begin to get the strategy and the download that God wants to give his people. And so the devil will do everything he can to keep you out of prayer. How many, how many have done this? You go to prayer, you go to go pray, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, your phone starts ringing. All of a sudden, all hell starts breaking loose. The kids are bouncing off the walls. You, right, right? You got uh, little Josiah climbing on the refrigerator, on top of the refrigerator. You know, you got carrots. I mean, all kind of my kids, I'm tell just telling you, the phone starts ringing, and everything that could go wrong goes wrong. And you're like, what in the, I haven't talked to this person in 20 years, and now it's a 911. And when you call the person, the 911 was something silly, right? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Because it's a distraction because that's what the enemy wants to do. The enemy wants to distract you from your prayer life because if he can keep you from your prayer life, then he can keep you defeated. So it happens that they're on their way to prayer when they were met with a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination. Now... I'm going to explain to you what this is and, and why this is important. That word divination there is actually from the Greek word. It's a Greek word. And it's, it's, it's a word that we know as python. It's actually pythona or pythos. And we, how many know what a python is? Right? It's not a, yeah, ew. Right? A python. Now, I don't know about y'all. But, and I know some of y'all pet people in here and all this, but the only snake to me, a good snake, is a dead snake. I'm not, I don't like to play with snakes. If you come up, I'm just, if you go to a church and they start pulling snakes out, I, that's, look, just, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good time to run. That's a good time to get the car started and head on out the door. But, but, but it's a python spirit. It's a spirit of the python. Now, in order to really understand what this is, we have to really kind of dive in. Now, here at Discovery Channel, y'all, okay? Uh, we have to dive into what a 
python is? How many know what a python is? And how many know the difference between a poisonous snake and a non-poisonous or non-venomous snake? A venomous snake and a non-venomous snake. A venomous snake uses its fangs and the venom that it has to strike its victims. And then uh, the toxins or neurotoxins that are injected into the individual or prey uh, that it was that it bit uh, goes on and starts to bleed from every orifice and then, you know, dies. And then the snake sniffs it out with its little pits in its face and then finds it and then devours it right? But that's not how a python works. A python works with constriction. Now, let me, let me help you real quick. As, as Christians, as men and women of God, I'm not talking about, you know, churchgoers. I'm talking about true God-called kingdom men and women. What is your assignment? It's to what? Expand his kingdom. So if God's assignment for your life is to expand his kingdom, and then we have, see this python spirit uh, in operation. What is the python spirit to do? It's to constrict. It's to pull back. It's to choke out what God, and this is just a teaching. that I'm not, I, I might not even holler tonight. Somebody say amen. But, but, but I, I just wanna, I want to equip you because this is important because I believe this is what's happening right now. I believe that as God's kingdom has been expanded and it's being expanded, I believe that there, and, and you as ambassadors of his kingdoms are the, are, our kingdom is the one or are the ones that are doing the expanding. So who's going to suffer? It ain't going to be this building. Come on. It's not going to be this building. It's going to be you. Good, good, good preaching, Pastor Chris. This is fun. This is good stuff. I just makes me want to go all the more into, you know, but, but, but let me, let me help you. That the resistance that you are being met with, the resistance that you are experiencing, the resistance that you are fighting is not resistance in vain. I say this all the time. I say this all the time. Sometimes when we feel the resistance or the pressure of resistance, we think that we are being uh, resisted or that we, uh, that the enemy is pushing on us. But I really believe this over the last year, what God has been doing in this house and in your lives, he is expanding you. You are expanding. Your anointing is expanding. What God, what, yeah, I, I believe this. I see it. I see the, the knowledge and grace of God on your life is expanding. And as you expand, you are going deeper and deeper into territory that had been held back by the enemy, that had been held up by the enemy. And the enemy does not want this to take place. He doesn't want you to expand. So he's going to begin to constrict. He's going to begin to push back because there's only going to be so far that you can go without taking uh, on hits and resistance. And so we read this, that this spirit of Python uh, is in operation under this slave girl. And we see this, that she was a slave. And not only was she a slave to those who owned her, I believe that we're seeing uh, human trafficking here, to be quite honest with you, because these, these men had her uh, a slave to them and she was making them profit by, by soothsaying or fortune telling. So we see operation in, in uh, or, or witchcraft in operation. And we're seeing the spirit of the Python in operation. We see uh, all of these different types of idol worship in, uh, in operation because in order for me to quite uh, go a little bit further into this, you have to understand that where she got her power from was a god. It was a Greek god, Apollos. We, we, they, if you keep going and diving deeper and deeper into this, how many know what idol worship is? It's, 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 it's not fake, y'all. 
It's not fake. I'm not even going to get into it. I'm not even going to get into it. I'm not going there. But when the Bible says that there will be no other God before me, it's not saying there, that there isn't any other gods. It's saying that I'm Alpha Omega, beginning and end, King of glory. There is none beyond me. There's none greater than I am. And so it's not, it's not uh, saying that they don't exist. It's saying that God is Alpha and Omega. So we see that these, these idols are an existence. And how many know that the spirit of darkness or the kingdom of darkness is real? And this is where these, these things are getting their power. So I come tonight because this is truly what I believe is the assignment. That was all, that was all just an introduction. Sorry. It's how do we recognize this spirit? It's recognizing the spirit of the python. I believe this is more of a prophetic kind of atmosphere, but, but there are people that I'm looking in this congregation right now that have been under the attack of the python spirit, that their health has been under attack, their finances have been under attack. And this, I'm not, this isn't like, you know, uh, ring around the rosy pocket full of posy type stuff. I, I know this is, this is real. How many have been experiencing the constriction on your life? I have. I'm just going to be honest with you. I have. I'm, I'm going to be transparent. We have been experiencing the constricting hand of the enemy on our lives. And it's, you can't lead people with kingdom wisdom and knowledge and not experience this type of attack and assignment. But tonight, I believe that it's going to break. I believe that tonight... It's going to break. I'm going to declare it one more time because I feel the pushback from it. Tonight, you are going to loose your grip. Tonight, you are going to loose your grip. Satan, you have no authority in this room over the children of God. For they will, they will fulfill their kingdom mandate. For they will expand his kingdom for his glory. And there's nothing that you can do to stop it. And we are going to, we're going to identify it and we are going to sever the tentacles in Jesus' name. So this spirit wants to seek out and strangle, bind, hinder spiritual growth and keep you from freedom. And it operates through deception, manipulation, and control, seeking to derail God's plans and purposes for his people. Now, I can sit here and say that your purpose is to be blessed, and I do believe that God's people are to be blessed, but, but I'm not, that's not where we're going. I believe that God's purpose for your life is to touch the lives of those around you now if you're going to sit here and be an example of God's goodness and his mercy but you're going to be under the attack of the spirit of divination then ain't nobody gonna want to be your friend let's just be real I mean but if you have joy because that's what I'm not talking about things we're not talking about things here I'm talking about how many have experienced a lack of joy? How many, how many have experienced uh, an attack on your joy? Right? We are to have what? Joy unspeakable and full of glory, right? So how can we testify of the goodness of God? How can we testify and evangelize of his goodness if we're lacking the very thing that we should have because of who he is and what he's done? Come on, somebody. So we read here through this and we see what she is 
doing, and we see that it's effective in this region. We see that she is effective in this region, and that there are she has a great following because she has people who are making profit off of her. And when we see this, Paul, many would say when he goes to prayer and he was met with this, some people would just give up right there. Most people would give up right there. When you are met with that resistance, how many people, I know, I'm, how many people walked into a room and you can feel the atmosphere is just not, not okay. Now, do you realize what your job is, is not to turn around and walk out of that room? Do you, do you realize that? How many have walked out of that room before? Right, you walk in, you're like, I don't know what that is, but I don't want none of that. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go over here and check this room out. And this, yeah, this room feels much better. I'm not going over to that room. But as a kingdom ambassador, your responsibility is not to be uh, stopped from entering that room or when you get into that room and feel that room to let that atmosphere stay the way that it is. I talk about this. You guys are the thermostats of the rooms that you walk in. So when you walk in the room, you get to pray in and you let the Holy Ghost start doing the work. And when the Holy Ghost starts doing the work, something start the prayer wheel starts turning. Something starts bubbling up out, out of you that you didn't know that you had in you because when the when you don't know what to pray the holy how many know the holy spirit knows what to pray and then that dark spirit that spirit of divination that has tried to constrict the atmosphere of that room has to leave but if it's not met with resistance then it's going to be allowed to stay in operation and affect everybody else that walks in that room that's called discernment y'all you just you you have discernment the Holy Ghost just gave you discernment, and then we wonder why God don't use us when we walk out of the room. We're like, give me discernment, Lord. Then you walk up in and we're like, I discerned it, but I ain't going to do nothing about it. That's not your job. Your job is to do something about it. So we see Paul, and he says, you know what? And, and let me say this. this. This woman said all the right things. This woman said all the right things, and many, that, that's where the deception lies. And again, I'm going to say this. We do not wrestle flesh and blood. This will not be a house that vilifies people. This will not be a house that demonizes people. The discernment that God gives you will have you to discern the spirit and deal with the spirit because every principality needs a personality to operate through so when we see this we're not this is not some no you're not going to start pointing fingers at people you're going to begin to deal with the root you're going to begin to deal with the spirit because god's given you the authority to do so come on somebody how many heard Pastor Kevin, you, when demons start manifest, that's a, that is a natural response to, to the kingdom being expanded. That's a natural response to the glory of the Lord filling a place. It's a natural thing because demons get uncomfortable when, 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 the, when, when the glory of God shows up. You say, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I'm going to tell you a story real quick. I'm gonna, we're moving on. I'm going to get you all out of here early. I was, we were called, Pastor Kevin and I, I traveled with Pastor Kevin for 15 years, and we were, we went to a, we've been all over the globe together, and we've been some places that God is just moving, and, and when you walk in the room, you're just, you're, you're almost, 
on your face because of how thick the presence of the Lord is. Uh, we've been called, you know, I used to field all the calls. Hey, can Pastor Kevin come and preach? We're in the middle of revival and man, God's just moving. And we really, we, we, would he come and just be with us? And, and, and there's, a, there's an anointing and a grace on Bishop. Uh, as an apostolic leader, he has, I just, I've never seen anything like it. As much as he is a pastor, he's an evangelist. Uh, and God has graced him to be able to go into cities and, and, the lives of those who uh, God has graced him to go uh, preach to and minister to have been affected in a great and mighty way. And so here we are, we go to this one church because they call us and they say revival is happening, man, you got to get here. And it's just, man, like, and the way they made it sound like they didn't have to sell it to us. I was like, well, all right, let's go. We, we're going to this place, you know, miracle signs and wonders, deaf people getting to hear, blind eyes, seeing lame legs walk, people getting up out of wheelchair. What? Yeah, let's go. I just want to see it. I don't know what we're going to do, but hey, let's go see this thing. And so we go and we walk in. We got there late because we were met with resistance because that's usually what happens. I have never seen anything like it. Anytime I, I and you can ask uh, my wife, Crystal, you, you can ask her. We, we have traveled. Uh, I have traveled with him. And anytime we've ever gone anywhere, there's always something that happens. I mean, I, from the very first day that I have ever traveled with him, he's like, hey, I want you to come travel with me. I want you to do this. I want you to travel with me the globe. And I, I feel like you're supposed to be my, I said, that bears witness with my spirit. If I knew after I said yes, or before I said yes, sorry, what I would have to endure and all of the crazy things that would happen to us on the way, I probably wouldn't have said yes. I'll be just quite honest with you. My very first experience is that we're in the plane, traveling to a really big church to preach to thousands of people. And we're circling, and we're circling, and we're circling. And I'm like, man, we should have landed by now. This is crazy. Like, what's going on? And this voice comes over the intercom and it's this is your pilot speaking and we're circling because one of the wheels will not drop down and because of this we're not going to be able to land we're calling the airport for uh, emergency crews to be on the runway because we may have to land this on its belly we're going to try a maneuver to where we can maybe tip the plane and get the wheel to drop out so if you would i'm gonna be real with you if you weren't saved when you got on the plane, I heard, I'm just telling you right now, they, there was people, Pastor Kevin looked at the dude next to him who was all dressed in goth and spiky hairs, and he says, listen to me. I haven't talked to you this whole trip. But the reality is, is that we're not able to land because of me. There's an assignment that we're supposed to be at tonight, and thousands of people are to hear the gospel. And so I'm going to go into prayer in an unknown language. Don't get freaked out. It's something called the Holy Ghost and someone called the Holy Ghost. By the time we get on this ground, you're probably going to want to know who it is. And we went into prayer like you ain't never seen before. I heard people go, they were, oh yes, Bishop. They didn't even know he was a bishop. They didn't have a clue that he was even a bit. They were like, oh, Lord, oh, the, yes, oh, yeah. I'm telling I'm just telling you. People who were cussing five minutes before that went straight into intercession. <laughs> but you can't go into a place and expand his kingdom without resistance. 
And the reality of this is, is that that with these different places that we've been, the one that I was telling you about with revival, we, we, we get to this place and it's bound up. Miracles are happening and I'm like, this, this, this is, God's not in this room. This, I don't know who, why he called, like, he said revival is happening. Now, and best, this is the truth before the Lord. Pastor Kevin leans over to me and he says, I think he's delusional. I think he's delusional, Chris. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel revival. I'm like, me neither. I don't, I don't either. And here we are on the front row having this conversation. And we look over at him and he's like, I swear it was revival. <laughs> I swear there was revival here yesterday. So he begins to preach this text. He begins to preach this text. And when he gets to the worship was dead I'm just telling you, it was dead. It was deader than three o'clock in the afternoon and everybody needed a nap. And he gets to this text and preaches and says, speaks the word divination in the room. And a man stands up on that side of the sanctuary. He stands up and he begins to curse out loud in church. He begins, they don't curse, he cusses. This dude straight cussed. And I thought at first, maybe he sneezed. This is the truth. I said, maybe he's, there's no way this dude is cussing in church. There's no way. There is no way. And then I heard it again, and I'm like, that's not a sneeze. I'm like, maybe the dude has Tourette's. I'm like, because I just, I ain't never been in a room where somebody cussed like that in the church. This dude was cussing at, I said, blankety blank preacher. Blankety blank preacher, he says. And I'm like, there is no way this dude, this is not happening. This is not happening. And they had started a security team and their security team went over to deal with this man. And as they went over to deal with this man, this dude just hauls off and punches one of the security guards in the head. Glasses fly off. They're on their radios. Breaker, breaker, one nine. We got ourselves a real situation here. And he looks at me and he said, Pastor Kevin from the pulpit, because at this point he had the, the microphone, he was reading the text and he says, Chris, go deal with that man. And I was like, <laughs> is there another dude named Chris in this room? I'm like, is he talking to you? He's talking to he says, Chris, go deal with that man. So I go over to this dude and he is manifesting devils. He is manifesting devils. I'm talking about slobbering at the mouth. I'm talking about foaming at the mouth. I'm talking about the strength of a thousand horses on the little dude. I'm talking about, and he was just hauling off and hitting everybody. I, I had, I'm sitting, I'm like, God, please. I'm, I, I'm, are you kidding me right now? Are you serious right now? And the whole church don't even know what to do with this. I'm, I'm going somewhere, trust me. The whole church doesn't know what to do with this. Some of the sweet seasoned saints that never heard somebody cuss in church, their heads blew off their shoulders. They didn't know what was going on. I go over and I'm praying, I'm praying Jesus and I'm praying in the spirit and I, I have to drag this man out of the sanctuary. I have to drag him out of the sanctuary and we threw him in a room and I'm praying and I'm praying and they're like, the security team's like, what do you want me to do with him? I'm like, sit on him. I don't, the man, I, what do you want me? I mean, the man literally, he's like, I got a gun. I'm like, yeah, me too. Let's go. You know, let's do this thing if we're going to do it. I'm, but sit on him because I don't, I don't want nothing to happen. So as soon as I drag, we drag this man out of the sanctuary and call the 
police department. And by the way, this man was telling me he was Jesus. He says, I'm, I am the Christ. And I'm like, no, you're not. I talked to him earlier and you're not him. But as soon as we got out of the room, as soon as we got out of the room, the room loosened. I feel the Holy Ghost in here right now. As soon as we got out of the room, the room, the constrictor, the python spirit was no longer in authority, but the king was in authority. And that's what I'm saying. It's our responsibility. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this room right now. I'm sharing this with you because it's your responsibility. When you walk into a prayer meeting and when you walk into a room, it is you who sets the atmosphere. It is you who, who dictates what happens in that room. Whether it be your home, a prayer service, the church, your work, you determine what happens in that atmosphere. There's some people right now at home you haven't been able to sleep. I'd, 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 I'd go home and I'd take authority over the python. I'm just telling you, there's some people in this room right now who you've been looking at your bank account and there's more bills than there is in the bank account. I would start talking. If you're a tither, let me just put that in there real quick. If you're a tither and you're doing everything that you can and everything that you're commanded to do by the word of God and you're still experiencing the resistance, let me just tell you, you need to go and deal with that thing. You need to take authority over that thing. You are the one who is to expand the kingdom in this earth. And that doesn't just mean at church. It means at the Walmart, the Piggly Wiggly, the Belk, the JCPenney. It means the Kmart. It means, it means wherever you go, you are to expand the kingdom of heaven. When you walk in the room, favor should follow you. It should go before you. When you go to talk to people, favor should go before you. And if, it's, and if, you, are, if you are fighting things and you are being met with that resistance, it's not time to turn around, tuck tail, and go home. It's to go in with authority and say, Spirit, it's time to come out. It's time that you don't occupy this space any longer. It's time you no, no longer occupy this atmosphere any longer. We talk about devils and people get scared. We talk about, now, now let me tell you, I'm not a, I don't have a demon hunter's license, okay? I don't, I don't go around looking behind bushes for, for demons. I'm not going ever, I'm not, that's not who I am. That's not who we are. You don't have to hunt, oh, this, I'm about to say a thing. If you're walking in authority, you don't have to hunt devils down, they'll just show up. I'm telling you, if you walk in authority, when you walk into a room, come on, Anderson Sanders, you know what I'm talking about. Come on, Christy. When you walk into a room and people are plagued and vexed by unclean spirits, they just show up. They come to you. You start, you're like, I don't want this today. And the next thing you know, you're met. Oh, thank Okay. All right. But that's what happens. I'm not a demon hunter. We are not going to be demon hunters. But I'm telling you, when you are met by that, know that you have the authority. Know that Christ died not only for your salvation. We have this hope that one day we're going to make it to heaven and we think that that's why the blood was shed. That's not the only reason. That's not the only reason why you're on this. Think about that for a second and how ludicrous that is. It's ludicrous. Think about this, that you're on this earth so that you can get to heaven. 
You're on this earth, and God shed his son's blood. His son went to the cross so that you could get to heaven one day. That's, that's it. That's the, that's the culmination of all of this. How sad of a picture that is. Do you realize that Jesus talked more about his kingdom in this earth than he ever did heaven? Come on, somebody. He talked more about his kingdom being expanded in this earth than he did about churches, than he did about church growth strategy. Then he, um, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm going to stop there. But that's the facts. He talked more about his kingdom. And what does that mean? A kingdom does not happen without authority. You have authority. So the next time you walk into a room or when you walk into a store and something's popping off instead of getting in your car and saying, I'll go to the next gas station. Now, I'm not saying make a fool of yourself and act crazy, but I'm telling you right now. You better start praying. Father, right now, I just command every principality that is in this room. I command every principality that is in this place that is in opposition with the will, your will, the will of the Father to come to, into subjection, not to me, not to me, not to you, but to the authority and to the will of the Father. Come on, somebody. I'm closing. I'm going to close. I promise we're going to get out of here. I said I was getting out of here early. And understand this. That it wasn't what she said that was wrong. It was the wrong spirit. It was the wrong spirit. It was the wrong spirit. Let me say it again because that's where the manipulation and the deception comes in. I have been in places where people say all the right things but are operating under a demonic spirit. I, the devil knows the word, y'all. He quoted it to Jesus. He knows the word. There's no shortage of his knowledge of the word. I mean, we're talking about a being who resided in the heavenlies, who was in the throne of God. Some believe, oh gosh, some believe and theologians believe that because of what he was created and who he was and what he had made with stones of jasper and sardius and diamonds, that the, his reflection, the reflection of what he refracted, the refraction, I'm not going to get, refraction and reflection of what he reflected in the throne room of God was, was God's glory. That when he was in the throne of God, when Satan, Lucifer, the angel of light, as the Bible describes him, was in the throne of heaven, the reason why he was the angel of light, because there's no light outside of God, come on somebody, was the reason why he was called that was because the reflection that he gave off was the light of God. He's a deceiver. He's a deceiver. And so we have to be careful because some of the, something that looks right, smells right, and tastes right may not be right. And you have to have that discernment of the Holy Spirit to be able to figure this out. I'm landing. I'm landing. Somebody come help me and I'll close. See, the python spirit chokes out revival. It, cho it, wa it, wants, it definitely wants to kill revival. Because in revival, things begin to change. But the greatest thing, it's not the miracles. It's not the signs or the wonders that take place in revival, that it's or the greatest result of revival. It's that the minds that are changed. And if God would have his way, 
every person on this earth would have a change of mind and heart and come to the knowledge of who he is. And the python wants to restrict you from full understanding or understanding who he is. And I believe that this house is called to be a fixture in this city and region so that people can experience who he is that they can experience revival. I'm not talking about hooping and hollering. If we do all that, that's great. I'm talking about reviving of dead spirits. The Bible says what? When It says, if you eat from this, you will surely die, right? If you eat from this apple, you will surely die. Revival is not necessary if there's not something dead. And so if the python can choke out revival can choke out the knowledge of who he is, if he can choke out who you're called to operate or the, what you're called to operate in, then he's one. And that's how he keeps regions bound up. It's how he keeps people bound up. I want you to stand with me. Like I said, this wasn't a three-point sermon. This wasn't a... This wasn't even eloquent. But I believe there's those that are in this room that have been dealing with this. And I want you to live in the fullness that God's called you to live in. I want you to experience all that God would have for you. We're not going to finish 2024 with our lips dragging over the finish line. We're not going to live bound up. We're not going to live below what God has for us because we've allowed a python spirit free reign in our lives. If I, There's no judgment in this house. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, there's no judgment. I'm, you're not going to judge me. Don't ju You better not judge me. You better not. And if the other neighbor didn't receive, look at your other neighbor. You're not going to judge me. Amen. 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 I just heard I don't really care. I don't care really. No, that's, that's, that's right. But there's some people who have been dealing with some health struggles. Whew. I feel the Holy Ghost. And I'm almost hesitant to do this. There's some people been dealing with some health struggles. I could call you out by name, but I really, I'm going to, this is between you and God. I'm going to give you an opportunity before I come, I'm going to come get you. <laughs> but if you've been dealing with some health issues, some heart issues, the constriction of your heart, I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost. It's, it is that. It is that. It is that. You know who I'm talking to right now. It's, and let me, what, it, what happened in that moment? It broke that, it came out that very hour. I'm not saying you got a devil. I'm saying you're being vexed. Get it? Let me, I'm not, there, I'm not saying you have unclean, no, 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 no. You are being vexed. I want you to come down to this altar and we're going to pray. This thing's coming out tonight. That's right, Miss Tammy. I knew. I'm, yep. 
It's bright. I'm t- if I came for one person, yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's some heart issues that the, the python, you've experienced blessing, you've experienced a season of favor, and the devil's trying to change your story. The enemy is trying to change your story. Because if he can get you to renounce what you've experienced, if he can get you to say, that's not really, that, maybe that wasn't God. Maybe that wasn't his goodness. You have you questioning your testimony. As they pray right now, there's things breaking. There are chains breaking. There are chains. Where's my prayer? Where, we got some more. Daniel, I want you to come and pray. Sarah, I want you to come pray. Kaylee, I want you to come and anoint your hands with oil, and we're going to pray the prayer of faith. Chains are breaking right now. That spirit is going to have to leave your home and your re- this region right now. This very hour, Blake, right now in the name of Jesus, this very hour, when you get home tonight, this very hour, you see, that's what the python does. It comes after your heart. It makes you tired. That's right. It constricts you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This very hour. And he came out this very hour. He's not done moving. As they pray. If you have been experiencing a restriction in your finances and resources, and with that, your peace, I want you to come and stand right here. Yep, yep, he's been coming out. I'm telling you, I feel that thing. I feel that thing. Now, I am, like I said, I'm not a name it and claim it preacher, but I'm not going to stand here and let a spirit of the python latch itself onto the children of God and for them to live in the land of lack. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I declare and decree into this atmosphere, come out in the name of Jesus. No longer, this very hour, I break every every tentacle I break every stronghold in the name of Jesus and I declare peace it breaks it breaks it breaks it breaks it breaks tonight it breaks tonight
I am not, I am not prophesying billionaires, but I'm telling you, you will not live in a land of lack because of a demonic entity trying to constrict. If you have lost sleep, if you have lost sleep because of fear, I want you to come and stand right here. If you have lost sleep because of fear and anxiety, I want you to come and stand right here. If you're waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning with anxiety and you don't know why, I want you to come and stand right here. If your children are dealing with fear and anxiety, I want you to come and stand here. Yeah, 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 yes, it breaks, it breaks, it breaks, it breaks, it breaks, it breaks this very hour. I speak peace, peace that passes understanding over your household, over your children. You're not going to hear the pitter-patter on the floor in fear any longer but they will sleep through the night and in peace father right now we declare the peace that passes understanding it comes out, it comes out, it comes out this very hour. It comes out this very hour. It comes out this very hour. Peace, 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 peace that passes understanding. The peace of the Lord. Oh, Jesus. I surrender, I surrender. Yes, I just want you to declare that in the atmosphere. You surrender. That's what happens when you surrender. I now there's some people in this room under the sound of my voice. Because I felt this earlier as I was, I was sitting in my desk. What happens is, is when that constriction happens, it also hinders your reach it hinders your reach and 
And there's some people in this room you've not been walking in your ordained purpose. And it's not even by your choice. It's because that entity has tried to hinder your reach. Because if he can hinder your reach, that's what the evangelist does. It, it goes into darkness. It reaches into darkness. It reaches beyond the reach of the church. And if you have been dealing with the hindrance in your reach, I want you to come and stand right here. I know there's at least one of you in this room that God has called you to do great and mighty things, but your reach has been hindered because of a, a spirit that has tried to keep you bound, to keep you from reaching. I want you to stand right here. You feel like every door you have gone to has slammed shut. Or you haven't, some of you even feel like you haven't been able to reach the, the threshold of the door. You could see it. It's at the end of a long hallway, but you're like, I can't reach it. I can, I can hear what's happening on the other side of the door. I, I know that it's what God has for me, but I've not been able to reach the threshold because something is holding me back. Right now, in the name of Jesus, those, yes, the coils fall right now. The coils fall right now in the name of Jesus. That no longer will your reach be hindered. No longer will the, the, the influence that God has put on your life be hindered. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name this very hour. I declare that over the next 72 hours there's somebody standing there that you're going to get a call for ministry and it's going to be out of nowhere the phone's going to ring and it's I declare it I decree it and God you're going to have an opportunity to do ministry and right now I see the hand of the Lord on your hand and he's expanding your reach he's extending your reach this very hour, I declare that somebody, you are running through somebody's mind. You're going to get the call. I declare it. We decree it. I prophetically speak it over your life. And it will be a testimony. It will be a testimony that no longer would has had you bound. Still has a grip. I have to say this and I'm, we're going to close. I'm going to go home. We're going to go to Forge. Oh, Jesus, I hope you're with me on this. As I was standing in my office and when I came out here, I heard it twice. How many remember the Jungle Book? There was a snake called Khan, and he sings a song. How many remember what the song was? Trust in me. Whew. Woo! 
I feel the Holy Ghost on this. He says, look into my eyes and trust in me. Because if he can get your eyes off of Jesus, if he can get your eyes off of what God has for you, if he can get your eyes positioned on something other than Christ, he has you where he wants you. And you will begin to listen to the song of the serpent. And you will be, you will be lulled into a false sense of security. I know this is bold, but I, I see people listening to the song. Trust, if I could sing it, I would sing it, but it's trust in me, oh, trust in me. How many remember the song? And there, you've been in this room and you, and, and this, is, this is the deception. Yes, Lord. It's not always, it's not always constricting. If he has you, he'll let you go. Sometimes our blessings are our biggest curses. But if he has you, sometimes he doesn't have to let you go. If he knows you trust him and he's, he's, he's gotten or was able to get your eyes off of Jesus, and you've began to trust in things that he used to provide for you and what he provided for you became what you put your trust in. I just feel this thing. There's going to be a shift. There's going to be a shift. I don't even want you to come down, but I'm talking to somebody right now. You've been trusting in what, you, what used to be a blessing. What used to be a blessing, what he used to... What, what you used to know as provision, you've now said, no, I'm going, I have to trust this. I've watched many great ministries over the years fail because of that. What was birthed in the spirit was then sustained in the flesh because they believed the lie of the enemy saying, how are you going to do this now? How are you going to financially be able to do this now? And then that's when preachers go from preaching messages and start taking they're more worried about the offering than they are the message I'm just saying when you begin to fix your gaze on the provision instead of the provider so right now I'm not gonna I'm just gonna declare this in the atmosphere father you know who it is and I just declare in this room right now I just, it's a wake up call. It's a wake up call. It's a wake up call. Because after that took place in that movie, a voice said to Mowgli, hey, wake up. You have to come too. And it drew his attention back to what he was supposed to be doing. So right now I just declare in this room and decree in this room, if there is anybody under the sound of my voice that you have made the provision your source and have put your trust in the provision and the deception of provision instead of the provider, we break it right now in the name of Jesus. I declare that your eyes will, will no longer be fixed on that thing, but your eyes will be fixed back on where they belong and on what it belongs. Oh, in Jesus' mighty name, we declare it, we decree it, we prophetically speak it. We give you thanks for it. I bless you, Father, for it in Jesus' name.
this very hour, this very hour, this very hour, this very hour, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen and amen, amen and amen, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Give the Lord a praise. Give the Lord a We thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. Let me hear an amen if you're not going to walk into a room and walk out. If the room has a fear, if you're able to discern an entity in that room that you're not going to walk out and leave it in there, but instead you're going to step into your God-given authority and declare a thing and begin to prophesy to the atmosphere in that room. How many are going to, let me get an amen. When you go to a prayer meeting or met with resistance, how many aren't going to turn around and go to the car, but are going to pray through? Let me get an amen. Amen. How many are going to extend their reach? Come on. How many are going to extend their reach and not be bound or hindered any longer? Amen. Amen. I love you all, Father. Bless them. Touch them, Father. Let them walk under an open heaven, God. Expand your kingdom through them. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Go in the peace of the Lord. I love you. Don't forget, men, to sign up for Equip. I love you. See you on Sunday.